0: December 1965, Uh, I just turned 13 earlier that year, and in the course of that year, uh, I discovered two things, music and girls, (laughs) which is a great combination. Uh, It was the year of a lot of musical explosions, but the most important one in my life was the Motown sound. The Temptations The Supreme The Four Tops. Um, I was not a man, I was not a child. I was caught in the middle. Um, I was very shy. I was the second son in a family of five children and uh, somewhat overwhelmed by my uh, acad- academically gifted older brother. Um, I was very shy. I wasn't sure of myself in any area of my life. You say I was shy would be a gross understatement. Um, I don't think I could let a group in silent prayer. (laughs) So that December uh, or that fall, uh, I started going to school dances. And I discovered a talent that I had that surprised me as well as anybody else's, I could dance. Especially to the motown sound. <laughs> uh, and that was unusual for a boy in that area area the girls were always better dancers but i became a little bit more confident of myself because now i knew i could do something and the bonus was i could also engage in conversations with females that december and those of you of a certain age um, will remember this. I was invited not to one, but two semi-formal dances. Semi-formal dances, I don't even know if they have them anymore, but I doubt if they do, but uh, they require coat and tie and a certain decorum. I was invited not only to two of them, two semi-formal dances, but they were both by older women. <laughs> uh, they were a year or two over me, I forget now, but they were friends and they just liked the way I danced, so I know that was part of the attraction, it wasn't me as a, as a love interest, even though we were too innocent to realize that at the time. In any event, um, these dances were to take place, I, I can't remember if it was between Christmas and New Year's or the first year, first of the year, but they were on a Friday and a Saturday night, successively, two different girls. And since I had been, I was in eighth grade at a Catholic parochial school, I had the prerequisite, blue blue slacks, blue shirt, blue tie. That was my dress wear. This required a sport coach. And I was very much excited about dressing up because it would have been my first serious attempt at uh, being a, a, a young adult. My father and mother were very different personalities. I had a much better relationship with my mother. Um, being the second son, I could tell she was overwhelmed at the time, you know, who wouldn't be with five kids? Um, but I always could talk to her and, and tell her, she always sensed in me if something was right or wrong, or she kind of went easy on me. My father was a hardworking guy, not much education, um, Short fuse and less patience. Um, and he He's a good guy. We did not find out until later, but a Dickensian childhood he had growing up in South Boston during the Depression. Uh, that's another story for another time, but he had some horrible things happen when he was a kid. So he didn't talk about it then. He didn't talk about it until much later, but it explained a lot. In any event, when I wanted something, I gravitated towards Mom. Now this was the beginning of the malls of America. Uh, this was back in a suburb of Washington D.C. and George Mall in, uh, in University Park had just opened, and and they had some a bunch of stores there. And the head company was the utilitarian store. It wasn't bad clothing, but it was especially for males. It was you could have any sport coat you wanted, as long as it was maroon, black, or blue. (laughs) Right next to a very fine men's store, much, way out of my class, but had some some of the greatest in window shopping. Garfinkel's was just a phenomenal, it was a dream come true. And I knew there was no way that I was going to be getting a coat from there. But what I really wanted they have a different coat for each dance because I would be running into some of the same people. It was my, it was the beginning of my peacock career, <laughs> uh, and I wanted to be different. I just felt, you know, I, the dancing helped. Uh, the relaxation with uh, girls was was getting better with each dance. We had monthly dances or weekly dances, and I was getting better and. I was gaining more confidence just like anything when you're more confident you usually do it better so my dream was to have two sport coats all on. I knew that wasn't a possibility however being the planner that I was uh, I probably hitchhiked I'm not sure how we got there but a friend of mine Kenny Long, and I who was also invited to one of these dances uh, we hitchhiked over to Prince George's Mall to check out the sport coats and that's when we discovered the varieties and the choices. We actually went into Garfunkel's, and this was a time when 13-year-old boys with no money weren't exactly prospective customers. So we would go over and get about 10 minutes before somebody would say, time for you boys to leave. However, in that short period of time, having looked at the head selection, in Garfunkel's, there was a bright yellow sport coat. I wouldn't have the courage to wear it today. <laughs> but as red as this book is, it pale in comparison. That's how yellow that jacket was. I mean, I would look like Big Bird. <laughs> but I and I actually never got to try it on because in those days you didn't try something on unless you were seriously to buy it. And they weren't going to let me do that. It was also the year that mattress became... You may remember that mattress was everywhere. It was floating out of the California scene. And there was a mattress jacket there. And I thought, if I couldn't get the yellow one, if I if I if I came into it, if I won a lottery, and this was before they had lotteries. If I won a lottery, I'd buy both of them, but one of them would I could die a happy boy. Anyway, we go back. Uh, my mother promised me, I was thirteen, we would go shopping two weeks before the dance. As I said, she had four other children, so her time was limited. She was a stay-at-home mom. My father worked a lot of double shifts, and as I said, he was was a good father. He was a great father, but he was not uh, uh, touchy-feely. I mean, think of Clint Eastwood in a bad mood. I don't think it was intentional. He took care of us. We never wanted, but if we wanted something, we went out and made the money and earned it. My mother, however, understood that I did not have the money for this, this uh, sport coat and she promised me, I don't know where she got the money because she got the money from my father, but she probably told him went to fix him a furnace or something, I don't know, but anyway, she promised me two weeks before on a Saturday morning when my father wasn't working so he could stay home with the kids, the other four which had to thrill them to no end. Uh, she would take me shopping by myself and we would pick out a jacket. I counted the days until that weekend. It literally, I still remember, I can't remember a lot of things, but this story resonates with me. Two weeks before on Saturday morning, something happened. And my mother said to me, I'm not taking you shopping your father is going to do a new show. And I thought, my first thought was, oh my God, I'm gonna get outfitted at the hardware store." <laughs> but we went over to the mall, and my father, had, he had a Sunday suit to go to Mass, just had one suit, which he wore to Mass and did anything else, he was not a dress up guy. We go over to the mall, and he knew the head company, and we went right for it. I, I kind of resigned myself to, you know, I just want to get something that fits and looks good on me. We went to the head company, and as I said, I had already been there before, and it was maroon, it was black, and it was blue. And these are the days, there was no alterations. It either fits it or it didn't. And I was about to enter into high school, uh, uh, a Jesuit boys' high school, so jackets. This would be very a, a utilitarian. This wasn't just for dances. This was going to be for going to school the next fall. And he realized that, so he mentioned that. And he must have sensed in me some kind of resignation. I mean, this is the surprising part. He must have sensed in me some kind of a resignation that, yeah, okay, the maroon one's good, the blue one looks good, the black one looks like a priest. <laughs> and I was choosing between the maroon and the blue one. And I, like I said, I grew up with Catholic blue uniforms, so blue didn't me. Say- and the maroon was kind of dull, and, but I thought, okay. All of a sudden he says, you know what, let's walk around and think about it. Now here's a guy, I was counting on 15 minutes max. <laughs> he says, let's go Let's go out and look around the mall, because he had never been to the mall. Literally, I think it opened the year before. They were a whole bunch of stores there, this was a new concept. And we walked around and there was a, this was before food cards, qu- courts, but there was a, um, a drink stand and he said Timmy I, you know I was Timmy until the day he died 20 years ago uh, Timmy how about a coke and I thought who is this guy <laughs> you know so I'm not turning down a coke we sat we sat there and then we walked around and I it was you know I, I don't know how many cokes I had up to that point but that was the most delicious coke i ever had anyway uh, we sat down and he goes, well, what do you think? And I said, well, you know, I think I'm a room one, you know. And I remember these jackets were twenty-nine ninety-five. That's important. And I thought, my God, that's a lot of money, you know. My father wouldn't spend $29 on himself. And, uh, you know, with five kids and a single income, I wasn't expecting much, but I knew that, I knew that that was a good possibility. If it had been my mother there, we wouldn't probably go on to lunch afterwards because that's the relationship we had. Anyway, he said, well, let's go, let's go walk back. I, like I said, Garfinkel's was here and Hex was here, and we had to walk past Garfinkel's to get the Hex. And we're walking back, and my father said, well, here's a, here's a clothing store. Why don't we go in here? And now I'm thinking, he's on drugs. <laughs> I didn't even know the drugs work, there's something wrong here. He's got an aneurysm and So as I said, I always scouted out there and I tried not to act like I'd ever been in there because he would ask, what was I thinking going in there? But we go over and they had a boy section. I was tall for my age, but I was thinner. And uh, he says to the fellow, what do you have? This guy's gotta go to a dance. He said, one dance, and he needs a, a sport coat. Well, he goes over and he takes this, and this yellow sport coat, which was on the rack when I saw it, is now on the display, okay, on a mannequin. And I, I must have made a beeline. As cool as I thought I was, I just probably shot over there. And he noticed that, and he said, why don't you try it on? Well, I already knew the coat cost fifty nine ninety five. Twenty nine ninety five. Fifty nine ninety five. dollars um, This is a guy who, when the dog broke his leg, we had him put down because there was not going to be any <laughs> exorbitant head pills. <laughs> anyway, we go over there, and the gentleman comes over. Of I'm with an adult. And uh, they find whatever my size was, and I put this jacket on. And I felt like I'd grown about eight inches. I mean, I just it was unbelievable. Just the feeling of this coat. And it fit better. It was a much better made coast. You know, it was only me looking in the mirror, but I thought it looked great. <laughs> I just thought, man, this is this is gonna be great. This is, oh man, this is gonna be great. But I know this is a moment, so I'm gonna enjoy it while I have this jacket on, because we're gonna back to hex as soon as he sobers up. <laughs> then the salesman did what he did best, and he said, you know, we have some other jackets, why don't we try it on? I'm the guy, he pulls a mattress jacket out and it fit perfectly. Um, I mean, I for a few years after that, I dreamed of being a, I thought I could be a model just based on what's. <laughs> anyway, I put the mattress jacket on and you know, he said, well, what do you think? He said, and he could tell me, I was hesitating because I didn't, I mean, I didn't know what to do because I'm thinking, you're teasing me, there's no way. And then he said, well, why don't we just, let's go for a walk. And this is a dad that I used to help him cut the lawn, but we never talked. He would say, how is school going? And I would tell him, you know, like, well, I'm doing this and that. And then he would say, what grade are you in now? (laughs) I mean, I don't blame him. He had five kids in seven years. But that's the kind of relationship that we have. So anyway, he said, well, why don't we go out and think about it? And we walk out the door, and we walk back to Hex. I'm thinking, okay, it a moment. Enjoyed it. I was accepting of it. You know, I'll come back here one day when I win the lottery. We go back in the Hex, and the maroon one was the only one I seriously considered. And I put it on. And my demeanor must have changed. Something. You know, I was. I wasn't as excited I was as I was in Garfinkel's. He said, "You know what? Let's go look at the. Let, let's go look at those jackets again. We go back to Garfinkel's. I, I mean, honest to God, it was, it was torture because I'm thinking, what? What is he doing here? I mean, you know, looking at these jackets. We go back, and he goes, pick one." Couldn't believe it. I picked the yellow one, <laughs> and I thought we got to get out of this store before my father shows up. <laughs> These were the days when you shopped; they put clothes in garment bags, black garment bags. You know what I'm talking about. You didn't see it, so I must have been so stunned. And when the fellow said 59.95 the first time. I'm thinking, no. Bill. My father said, and this is great because this was my father. Is that the best you can do? <laughs> <laughs> and that guy looked at him like, oh my. So anyway, he said, yeah, I'm afraid, you know, but it's on sale. I, he could have, you know, he could have said anything, but my father said, we'll take that one. I was so, I was so stunned. I probably. I just couldn't believe. It. I could not express my thanks profusely enough. I said, "Dad, this—I promise you—I will wear this jacket till I get married." <laughs> <laughs> so they put the—they put, put the jacket in the garment bag. Get in the car, and I am falling all over myself, saying, "Dad, this—I, you know what—I I, will—you know—I have a paper route. I will give y'all my paper route money. So, you know, I'll make you whole again." <laughs> and then he had. What was probably one of our few father-son talks because he said, you know, Timmy, he said, you know, uh, you know my older brother Michael was a very good student. Uh, he said, you know, you're not your older brother. I kind of you know, always felt badly when, you know, I bring home C's and B's and Mike was a straight-A student. Still is, and, uh, you know, I just always felt like I never measured up but now I'm blossoming as, as, you know, almost a professional dancer. <laughs> um, and now I'm outfitted, you know, my, my next stop is Vegas. <laughs> so anyway, we get home and he says, now, now listen, this, the, the dance is, he kept saying the dance, because in his mind, it was one dance. Why would you go to two dances? Who would ask you to two dances? And I said, I would never been. They were dates in, I guess, the strictest sense of but they weren't really days because moms were going to drive <laughs> anyway he says you know what I just I want you to promise me one thing I do not want you I don't want you to see you wear that jacket I don't even want you pulling it out of that bag until the night of the dance and we, we agreed on that because I knew if I pulled it out I would want to wear it to Catholic school and Sister Mary Margaret would not have appreciated a bright yellow jacket. It's just in the gone anywhere. So I literally put it in the back of my closet. I shared a room with my brother. I put it in the back of the closet. I think I actually put it in a box. I folded it over and put it in a box so I wouldn't be tempted to pull it out. But those were the slowest two weeks I have ever endured. Friday comes for the first dance, and as I said, I forget how we got there, but somebody was picking us up, picking me up, because it was, you know the girls were older and it was their school. Anyway, time comes, I'm dressed. I was probably dressed right after school, three o'clock. So I had my slacks on. Uh, my mother had bought me a new white shirt because that's what you wore in those days. There weren't many colored shirts; it was white or blue. And blue was your uniform shirt, was your school shirt. I dressed. We had dinner at home. those were the days, you know, if you were a boy and you hung for a girl, the next thing you'd see is the dad coming out, but it was okay for a girl to hunt for a boy, I was fine. So I, I said, just a minute, and I went upstairs and I took this jacket out, and it was almost like, I can't describe, well, I can't describe, it was like a wedding night, which I knew nothing about at that time, but the anticipation of what it was about to happen was close to and I, I pulled this jacket out and I literally remember thinking, you know what, don't rush this. <laughs> don't rush this. Enjoy this moment. And I, I think I, I hung it. there was a you know, hook on the back of the door. And I, I actually locked my brother out of our room because I knew he was going to make fun of me. Uh, and I put the garment bag up there. And I sat for a minute and I thought, you know, looking forward to the dance, I'm looking forward to, you know, spending time with this girl, I'm looking forward to going to high school next year, all this rush of emotions. I'm looking forward, you know, I wasn't looking forward to being any older, I was just looking forward to the next stage of my life, which was coming up, all this conflagration of, of this. And I slowly pulled the zipper down on the garment bed. This yellow jacket. This is 50, 54 years ago. Right behind the yellow jacket was the mattress jacket. The story is, I, I, I could. First of all, I thought, my, my father's a thief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow, you yeah. know. And then I thought, you know, the guy made a mistake and put money in there, and we're gonna get for it. I thought it was gonna go crazy. Nights at Columbus was Friday night, and this is about seven o'clock. I was literally overwhelmed by the generosity of this guy. This was probably, I mean, if he was making $10 an hour, I don't know if he was making money, he wasn't making a lot of money. This was a lot of work for him. And I went down thank him and he, he just had family dinner. And he left for the Knights of Columbus early because he did not want to face me thanking him. I just read that I was preparing this story. I read something the other day this flows right into this. Remember the little things. 'Cause one day they're gonna be big things. Thank you.